that's the real value of this movie and, and the documentary, even for their shortcomings. It's like, if you're a, if you were a, a fan of Sega or Nintendo back in the day, you have something to gain from participating, watching this story or reading this book. And you find out whose uncles actually were at Nintendo. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> There's no, a big list. The answer is none of them. <laughs> that, yeah. that is the answer. <laughs> I did find it. I did find it really weird that like Sega of America and Sega of Japan, like, would barely even talk to talk to each other at all. Like oh yeah, was, they were completely separate entities, which I find that bizarre. Like, well, compared to you know where we are now and like how Nintendo always seems to have a grasp over Nintendo America from Nintendo Japan, even though I think it's a little bit more lenient now. But it was always just kind of like I always felt like Nintendo of America was just like we can't really do anything and we can't get through to Nintendo of Japan, so that's where we're at. Like especially like in the late nineties, early two thousands, I kind of felt like how that was. And and it was weird that they were just like completely apart from them. It seemed like almost yeah. like, like Sega of Japan was even embarrassed about Sega of America. Like they didn't want yeah, to be it, seen with them. You know, it was weird. So yeah. in both the book and the movie, they never really give the answer as to why that was. And you can hear it from the people that they, they interviewed. Like they just don't know, but there was definitely a divide. And, there's, it's hinted that there was basically a sense of pride on the Japanese counterpart. Sure. Like, even though, okay, Sega of Japan was just flailing, not really having any great direction in their console space, but Sega of America, business was booming for them, at least for the Genesis. Yeah, they least, were doing it all 90s. right. Yeah. For that brief, for the brief 90s time there. It, it also would have been cool if they would have gotten into the just the background of Sega more often and like all the arcade mm-hmm. machines that they had made before even uh, mm-hmm. master system. Yeah. So they did like a whole series on that. Uh, Retronauts did where they went back to like flicky and like the original, like flicky and all that stuff and all the stuff that Sega mm-hmm. did before they even got into doing consoles and all that sort of thing. It would have been nice to see that even if just briefly, you would just tell, uh, say where they were. Wasn't there know, a, before. Did they do a star Wars game? Sega? Sega Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Which one? An arcade game, right? I think you, so. Was that Sega? Are you talking about Trilogy? I think so. It just yeah. popped into my head, so I don't... Well, I mean, there because the, the Star Wars Trilogy arcade game, the only console it ever showed up on, as far as I know, is, is 32X. But I didn't know I didn't know if that was related or not. If that was a direct directly made by Sega. I like the Star Wars Trilogy arcade. I, I play it whenever... We go to any sort of arcade that has there has it. I try to play through the whole thing because it doesn't take that long to play through it, and it's still like something I've always wanted to get for 32x. It's like the only game I guess I want that's <laughs> on 32x is that one. And that Spider-Man game that I really like isn't that a Sega game as well? The the Spider-Man arcade. It's like it's like one of my it's probably one of my favorite beat 'em ups. One that you played at Galloping Ghost. Yeah, I think that's Sega also because the the only thing it was ever released for I think was. Um, was a Sega Saturn. Yeah, it was. It was developed and published by Sega. So yeah, that, that's a Sega arcade game as well. And that explains like why it never really came out on anything, which is annoying because it was really good. Like I like that 1991? Yeah. Um, video game. Uh, yeah, 1991. Four-player beat-em-up with uh, Spider-Man, Hawkeye. With weird, yeah, with but, weird like, zoom-out action. Oh, no, but I like the zoom-out action. I thought that uh, part was great. It was cool that there were different parts of it like that, where it wasn't just beat-em-up. It was kind of like Sort of like a contra zoom out shoot 'em shoot 'em up thing in there. 
This is definitely cool. So yeah, there was some other stuff that they did. I don't I don't think they didn't get into to uh I know they like briefly showed their like that they had like X-Men exclusives and stuff. But I don't think they talked about their Spider-Man, like their exclusive Spider-Man rights that they had or that one game that they had for Sega. Cuz that was a big thing for me like about when I was a kid cuz I felt I've mentioned it on the show I'm sure but when Sega Genesis, well when when the Super Nintendo came around I felt betrayed by Nintendo because I thought that we were going to play the Nintendo Entertainment System forever, and there was never going to be another system. That was going to be the system that we play forever. And then when they came out with this new system, I'm like, we have to get this whole other other this whole other system. Well, that's dumb. Like we should we have this one. We paid for this one. We don't need another one. So I was all like, well, what about the Sega? That one's cooler. So I convinced a friend of mine to buy a Sega, you know, to get his parents to get him a Sega. Because that was the better one. And then I played the Super Nintendo later. And I was like, okay, yeah. No, I get it. It's the new thing. And that's why they're going to do it. So I ended up getting a Super Nintendo. That wasn't Caleb, was it? No, it wasn't him. He had a Super Nintendo too. But uh, it was um, it was my friend Daniel. But uh, he, I think Daniel never really forgave me for that. For convincing his, him <laughs> to get the Sega Genesis. Because he wanted the he wanted the Donkey Kong Country and like Final Fantasy and stuff like that. That was on Super Nintendo. And, I feel uh, for you, Daniel. Yeah, <laughs> I was you too. Yeah, but uh, but the one thing that really what I was getting at is the one thing that really intrigued me about the Sega Genesis was um, was like the comic book exclusives that they had because I was big into comics. We were both big into comics, so like the Spider Man game was only you know the Spider Man game was only on Sega. They had those two X Men mm-hmm. games that were only on Sega. Uh, the Spider there was that Punisher arcade game also that it was only on Sega. You know, so there was a bunch of stuff that they had. That Nintendo didn't, and I was upset, yeah. upset about that. So you had the comic book game, Comic Zone, and Comic Zone. But as far as like you know, Marvel Marvel properties, like having an exclusive Spider-Man game on your system, I think is pretty huge. Like for that time, you know, nobody had really done that. Yeah, and and it was good. It was well, it was good for the time. I think it's kind of hard to play now, but it was good. It was good for what it was. 